about it. All right. Hey, Brett, do you want to kick us off with what My Pivotal yeah. Moments are? Sure. Yeah. So welcome to our My Pivotal Moments podcast with Sue and Brett. Uh, my name is Brett Nelson. And I'm Sue Steinfeld. Yeah, and we're excited to share stories. The purpose of the, the, the podcast, what we want to get, uh, share is to share stories and experiences about those pivotal moments that we've all had in our lives, whether it's a moment that caused you to pivot professionally or with personal relationships or maybe points of inflection that took you down to a completely different path than you had planned. So these pivotal moments are what we call, what really do keep life exciting and challenging and amazing. And so today we are welcoming our first guest. Yes. And so very well, funny, small world, apparently. Very small world. <laughs> you and Meredith know each other. Well, we ran paths, right? So like, again, how Mike, we ran paths. So we, you were with ICC in Denver at the time. What Help me connect for our audience who, how do we know each other? Yeah, I think it started with um, Disrupt HR in Denver. Yes. And if your folks don't know about Disrupt HR, it is a fantastic event that's hosted by chapters around the globe now. Um, I was one of the co-organizers for Denver for, well, since from its inception until COVID happened. And some other fantastic folks have, have taken over the organizing and coordinating of that. But Brett, you were one of our speakers, I think pretty <laughs> early on in the Disrupt HR Denver it was number two. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was number two because I had some coworkers that had went to the first year and said, this was an amazing event and you should do it for the second or for this go, put the application in and met people like yourself. Uh, uh, Mary Faulkner was on part of that. Mm -hmm. Who else was part of that? Quite a few crew people. I'm like, this is a fun event. This is way cool. Yeah. So, so, ago. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just say, you know, anyone out there, it's not just for HR people or, or leaders. It's for anyone who's um, interested in, in disruptive ideas about how we think about talent in the workplace. Yeah. And the right topics on. range from, well, gosh, you talked about fun in the workplace mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. all the way to, you know, it could be about benefits. It could be about I don't know, working moms in the workplace, you know, it's anything. Yep. Um, yeah. but, but we, you know, disrupt doesn't want the, the, the typical things that topics you're going to hear at the typical HR conferences. It's about helping folks to think differently. Not that we need to spend okay. all of this time promoting disrupt HR, but that's our connection. <laughs> well, so here's our connection, but now because Sue, you invited Meredith today, I didn't know, I knew it was just a Meredith, right? It wasn't Meredith. Massey. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> so as I'm, we're logging in today, I'm like, wait a second. I know her. I know this is so, but I'm curious now. We're we're gonna play the triangle game. So mm -hmm. Sue, how do you know Meredith? How how did that? How are you guys? How are you both connected? So Meredith okay. and I collaborated on a project together when I was at Sony PlayStation, and so she helped okay. us develop a workshop for change and transition. And uh, both of us went through a change and transition at the same time, uh, going off on our coaching. Uh, setting up our own businesses for coaching, and so we cool. have been networking. And I thought she would be a wonderful guest for us. And I think there's a pivotal moment right here. Don't burn bridges. <laughs> Don't burn bridges. <laughs> Make sure you network because 
industries are small circles and you never know when you're going to bump into people again. I know. Well, and here we are now triangulated between Colorado, Utah, and California. Yeah. Fantastic. And so take uh, 25 all across or 80 all the way across to California. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And uh, so I'll formally introduce Meredith Massey. And as you now know, she's a friend and a colleague and she coaches individuals who are discouraged mid-career leaders who suffer from the Sunday scaries. And through the coaching, working together, trying to figure out how they can move from counting down to the Friday being over to getting excited about Sunday night and looking forward to Monday. And so I think, yeah. And so I think today, Meredith, you are going to talk about your pivotal moment around values and really connecting to your core value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you for that introduction. And it really is so fun and such a pleasure to be here and reconnect some dots. And um, it's interesting, maybe that the the one value that that I have had several pivotal moments over around is my value of inclusion. And so not, you know, the irony is not lost on me uh, about, you know, inclusion in this context in this conversation and and reconnecting with with Brett from you know a few years ago and staying connected with Sue and being included in this conversation um I've spent some time thinking about and do this occasionally and and revisit my own core values um and inclusion it seems to be one that sticks every single time I, I go back to, you know, rethink, reconsider, reconstruct. And in um, preparation, in talking with Sue for, you know, in preparation for today, I thought of this maybe funny story where um, I, so we live in a neighborhood where everybody gets their mail at a at a central mailbox um on each street and so our mail gets mixed up all the time and um my house number is 8756 across the street is 8765 so imagine that those get mixed up even more often right so one day this was several years ago i went i got the mail and sure enough we had mail for our neighbors across the street I came home, sorted, grabbed theirs and walked across and, you know, rang the bell and waited for my neighbor to answer. This is a, a, you know, a really nice family, super casual, um, always outside, you know, working in the yard, playing games outside. Um, And, and the, the mom, I guess, opened the door and she was all decked out. I mean, had on a really cute, very professional looking outfit. You know, she was dressed for an event and had on all her jewelry and her hair was done and makeup and lipstick. And I was like, oh, you look nice. And she said, oh, thank you. And, um, and I said, well, I got some of your mail and I gave her 
the mail and she's like, okay, thanks. And closed the door. And it was just an unusual exchange for us. And I came home, I walked back across the street and I was, I looked back out the window. And of course my husband was like, what are you doing? And I said, something's going on because she's all dressed up and she's usually in like shorts and a t-shirt. What's going on? And it occurred to me, I don't know how, but the jewelry, something about the jewelry. I said, she's having a jewelry party. You know, one of those in-home jewelry parties. And I looked at my husband and I said, and she didn't invite me. (laughs) And he said, would you have gone? I said, no, that's not the point. The point is I wasn't invited and I wasn't included mm-hmm. in that event. He's like, but you don't need any more jewelry. I'm like, you're totally missing the point. It's not about the jewelry. Right. <laughs> and so about, how did how did that like resonate in regards to what's so important to you? Yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't necessarily in that particular moment that I thought, oh, inclusion is one of my core values. But over time and 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 you know not necessarily similar events but it 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 stuck with me that i thought well why didn't she invite me why wasn't i included mm-hmm. and i mean the simple answer is that we're we really we're neighbors but we weren't that close right you know nothing to nothing to get my my knickers in a wad about right <laughs> It's just, I'm, I wasn't, we weren't in the same sort of friend group, right? But it made me think about how, how that sense of inclusion and, and really like why it's so important to me. Because I feel like everybody, and, and you know, we could go down the road of like the I in DEI and B, diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. Um. And that's not really, that's not the lens through which I, I think of that as a core value for me, Sure. but go ahead. So when you think of it as a core value though, then there's actions attached to that. Like what's the, what are the actions? Mm -hmm. So again, DEI is a big thing. I mean, like everyone's looking for the, you know, the next DEI uh, VP that's going to come in and help them with that. And I've got opinions about how that really looks. Uh, outside of doing events of that create a lot of awareness, mm-hmm. but you know, the one, the real companies that, that embrace inclusiveness as a value have actions that tie, tie to it or things that they do. So when you're yeah. saying that and you're coaching people, what is an inclusive action look like a person that is inclusive? What do they do? What do they do? Um, so many things, but let's focus on, let's focus on um, some of the things that come first to mind. You know, when we look at it through the DEI and B lens, diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging, you know, diversity is, uh, if you think about being invited to a dance, diversity is everyone's invited, no matter, you know, your background, and and we welcome the differences, and we want everyone to come. Mm-hmm. Inclusion is um, being invited to dance, right? It's someone reaching out and saying, Hey, you're here. 
we're glad you're here and and we want you to actively participate and the belonging part to me is the dj saying hey come request your favorite song because yeah, i want to sure. play music that that you love so that it feels good for you to be here yeah um and like i said i didn't necessarily mean for this to to take a dei and b bent but but I, you know it's it truly is a part of my dna can't not include people if i think that that they need to be a part of the conversation so that's you know potentially some of those behaviors are inviting others that you believe need to be involved in the conversation or the jewelry party or <laughs> right um and then inviting them to participate and and Hopefully. right and creating an yeah right and creating an atmosphere that people feel comfortable participating indeed so that you know that speaks to um having having actions that support them in terms of them feeling psychologically safe mm -hmm. in whatever that atmosphere is you know again whether it's a meeting at work or a gathering of of groups of friends that don't necessarily know each other how do we create some psychological safety and it's you know the behaviors of that are introducing other people introducing folks to one another um you know setting the setting the right tone and the right atmosphere that that what you say here is sacred and we're going to listen and and invite you to to be yourself yeah i think it's interesting because the three of us are actually facilitators and so I think we're very comfortable or strive to at least in our classroom environments, creating that give and take and that psychological safety so that people, whether depending on their background, whether they're introverts, extroverts, but everybody has that opportunity to participate. Yeah. Yeah. So, so quite on the, on the context of being a pivotal moment, then was it always this way for you, Meredith? Did you all, did, I mean, some of it's probably subconsciously you're like, Hey, yes, I include people. But when, when did this become a real conscious effort? Then? Yeah, that, um, so that crazy story about the jewelry party. Was it, was it the jewelry story? Well, I mean, <laughs> like that it was, was it? it, because I, I took a few, I took a while to reflect mm -hmm. on that and to reflect on, you know, why, why did that? Why did I experience that in, in that way? Mm -hmm. And um, it was sort of the, a pivotal moment and a light bulb moment for me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. during which I realized I, I've always been that way. And I've mm -hmm. never consciously, as you say, never consciously mm -hmm. considered this as a core value, but oh my gosh, it is. And I, sure. I intentionally took a look back at, you know, other events in my life, both personal and work related. And I think it's it's so important to me to be inclusive um, because it brings, you know, different perspectives. And, and there's probably there is a part of it that I don't want anyone to feel left out. I don't want sure. anyone sure. to feel left out. Sure. Um, and when I you know, when I'm coaching folks, whether it's on 
you know, them making an intentional and conscious career change or or lead with leaders who want to lead with, you know, higher levels of energy and purpose. One of the things that that I, you know, listen for is is what are their core values? Mm-hmm. Um and and encourage them to get really clear on, you know, what are your core values that that would help you to work, lead, and live from a place of authenticity. Sure, sure. That's great. That's awesome. So the question then is when you're when you're working with folks, the, those that are not in this is not an intuitive thing. This is not a natural kind of again moment of awakening. They haven't been uh maybe they didn't want to go to the jewelry party and ever or even think about it even knew it existed (laughs) but again that same situation there's like in the work context there's committees and there's groups and there's uh, not so much the social part of it but the work and say hey i really should feel like i should have been involved in that how do you as a leader then make sure that you're making space for that where it's appropriate because again it's Mm -hmm. not maybe perhaps not appropriate to invite you know, a frontline employee to an executive board meeting where, you know, they don't have context or missing. So how do you, where's the tipping point then, or what's the balance there between the two? Yeah, I would say some, some things to think about. Yeah. As we, as, as, you know, as leaders consider this idea of inclusion is what is the purpose of, so taking the meeting, for example, Mm -hmm. what is the purpose Mm -hmm. What are we trying to at the end of this meeting? What will be what will we have decided? What will be different? What are the actions that we're taking? Mm-hmm. Who ne- who knows something about this particular topic that maybe isn't already a part of the, you know, the the invite list? Mm-hmm. Who could add something to this meeting that might be missing if we didn't include them? Sure. Um, who has a skill, a strength, a perspective, um, a background in, in whatever it is that we're, you know, let's say that we're solving for, who we haven't necessarily tapped in the past? And how do we bring in that diversity of thought so that we're sure. thinking not not just about the the singular point that we're trying to work on, but how do we think around it? and through it and you know and then and and think about it differently than we might have if we didn't include them sure. also thinking about the people who or the you know the those who might be involved in once that the action is taken the decision is made the you know the thing it, the wheels are put into motion after this meeting again sticking with the the meeting um analogy yep who else who's going to be impacted by it Uh, and how do we do we need to consider their points of view and their perspectives before we just make this you know crazy wild decision without bringing them in so i think it's thinking about what are we trying to accomplish who has something to say about that in terms of they they know something about it as well as who has something to say about it because they they will be directly impacted by what whatever the work is that we're doing and bring in i've got another quick story and then um sure. there there was a group of engineers sitting around a table month after month 
faced with the same challenge, the same question, and they just talked around it and could never quite come to a conclusion on this particular topic. A colleague suggested, hey, bring in, so, you know, let's call her Sue, bring in Sue. And they said, this group of engineers, you know, master's level folks, PhDs, um, certified professional engineers said, oh, but she's just an administrative assistant or executive assistant. Yeah, but she thinks differently than we do. Let's see what happens. They brought her in and, you know, all of the PhDs around the table, all those engineering types are very detailed, very methodical, very, you know, linear thinkers and how they solve problems and make decisions and take action was very similar. So they bring in this um, executive assistant whose way of doing her work was very different. And the context of her work was very different. And she sat and she listened and they looked at her at the end. And you know that that effect in movies where like the the thing that the camera is focused on gets closer, but the rest of it sort of pulls back and you're like zoomed in. Like I imagine them zooming in on Sue, the executive assistant and saying, what do you think? And she sat and she said, well, have you thought about X? What about Y? And she just starts brainstorming because that's how she solves problems and makes decisions and takes action on things. Just throwing out crazy ideas. Literally, you could hear Jaws hitting the table as they dropped. And they said, you know, we never thought of it that way before. Mm -hmm. And she was invited back to every subsequent meeting after that. Yeah. Just to bring in a different perspective and a different way of looking at, at, you know, any of the challenges that they were talking about. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's what you hear a lot about, right? Diversity of thoughts. And when a group is too homogenous in, in however way you want to define that, you're definitely losing some potential impact from other voices. Indeed. Yeah, that's a great story. So, so in wrapping up, I also love that we hit upon systems thinking in that sometimes decisions are made in a room and they forget that there's a ripple effect. <laughs> and what when you do something upstream, there's going to be an impact downstream and usually downstream to upstream and really taking that into consideration as well. Indeed. And I think that's a good, for me, that's a good metaphor as well for inclusion. I couldn't agree more. Hey, yeah. maybe that's the topic of our next conversation. That could be. Yeah, love to. <laughs> so any takeaways for our listeners today? Well, yeah. um, if there's one thing that they need, wanted them to remember, what would it be? Gosh, you know, I've talked about my core value of inclusion, and we've spent a lot of time on, on what that looks like and what behaviors look like. To take it back to a maybe, you know, 100,000 foot view, it's, it's what are your core values and, and how do you live those in your daily life, with your friends, at work, as a leader, as, an, as a, you know, a worker bee in an organization, with your family, and just taking some time to reflect on 
you know, how you want to show up in the world and how and what the, what values um, you hold dear that in, influence how you show up is really a worthwhile exercise. You can easily Google, um, you know, something like core values list. Mm -hmm. And there are thousands of sites that will, will come up that will give you a list of words that you can work through. Pick out the ones that are, are most, that speak to you most personally, that feel like, oh yes, this is something I believe in. And these are all yeses. From that yes pile, is there a way to group them? You know, maybe you have love, family, and compassion as a grouping well what then or on your list and do those group naturally together maybe it's you know strategic thinking competition and work ethic do those naturally group together and then once you have a group maybe let's say four or five at most six groups of words that that sort of feel and sound the same What's the one word that is the best representation in that group to come yeah. up with your top four or five core values? Yeah. And I love that because when you really do connect to them, it, then you can both professionally and personally authentically show up because you know it's important to you. And that helps inform your decisions as well. So true. I want to thank you, Meredith for joining us, Brett and I today. This was so fun to have you as a guest. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Reconnecting all over the place. I love it. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that concludes today's session. Brett, any final words? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us again, Meredith. Appreciate that. And we'd love to hear from other people and those about your pivotal moments. Remember that any moment can be pivotal when you keep your mind open to possibilities. So thanks and enjoy your journey. Thanks Fantastic. for joining us today.